Dad's News to Me is brought to you by Twisted Dreams Comedy. Girl, what are you ranting about? I'm talking about the podcast news to me. Have you never heard of it? Look, listen to the catchy jingle. Press play. Erica B and Mookie G and everything they say. Man, it's news to me. You got Mookie G and Erica B. She's Erica Benefield. And he's Mookie G. Sorry for the D. <laughs> Put that in there. He's Mookie G. Ding. <laughs> the mess ups are the best. I'm sorry. Let's. Uh... <laughs> are you ready? I am. So this story comes to us from the Washington Post. Imagine this. I'm going to set the scene for you. All right, let's see. You're in your early 20s. You marry the love of your life. You have four children. You start a business together. You fall on hard times. The business goes bust. You have some health problems. And life just gets a little out of control. And by the time you realize it, you wake up from all the the haze of, of all the sickness and your house burning down and your business going under. And you realize you're not in love with this person anymore. So you divorce them. And then 55 years later, the coronavirus pandemic makes you realize that, in fact, you've loved this woman for the past 55 years and you want to get married to her again. That's what happened in Denmark. (laughs) Wow. Danish couple Lottie Priestler and her husband, I can't pronounce this name. It's K-J-E-L-D. Kajibu. So whatever. The K may be silent. Who knows? I don't know. Maybe it's all silent. (laughs) Wow. He's 75 and he is 82. And they remarried April 3rd in Denmark. They were accompanied by her sister and brother-in-law and they practiced social distancing with the priest. They invited their their kids to watch over Zoom and they remarried each other. But they've been living together for a while, like years and years and years. But apparently uh, a divorce, a couple of the divorce attorneys were cited in this Washington Post article saying that couples who had um, not so great relationships in this COVID pandemic are breaking. They're just not doing well at all. And then the couples who were doing all right are doing excellent on the whole in, in general terms. So just that this whole social distancing thing has been an interesting social experiment for a lot of people. They're uh, remarried as a 70-something and an 80-something-year-old. I'm going to go back to the beginning of this story. <laughs> and uh, that's, that's where I had the most problems uh, listening. And when I say problems, I mean, I'm about to list them if I, if I remember them correctly. Okay. One, they got married in their early 20s. You fall in love with your, in your early 20s and you decide to get married. No, hell to the no, no, no. I know there are people that marry their high school sweetheart right after uh, high school, going into college uh, before going to the military. They do that. And I think that's dumb as well. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you need some time to mature as a person. I know as a man, that we definitely need some time to mature because we are some immature uh, creatures. Um, then you said they opened a business together. I'm assuming, um, after listening to the entire story, I'm just gonna assume that this happened at the beginning of the marriage. Like, one, I'm already young. Two, I'm married. Three, I'm gonna have a business and my business partner is my wife. I don't even know how to be married yet. What? Uh, not alone, uh, just, 
being a business owner with my partner. So you have to take work home. So yeah. uh, marriage is hard enough as it is. If you have a job and I have a job and they're in separate places, but when we go to work together and come home together, oh, I'm getting tired of your ass immediately. Absolutely. Like in the, the first week and a half. Matter of fact, no, the first three days, yes. I've had enough. First, and I've had enough. They're both artists. So they own their business together was a pottery business producing and selling ceramics. So you've had artists' personalities into the mix. Oh, it's gosh. all over. <laughs> As an entertainer, I can tell you, my husband, the fact that he is incredibly analytical and science driven and just he's the opposite of me it goes well together we yes. go well together because if two entertainers or two artists come together sometimes yeah, it, it doesn't work out so well it kind of makes like it's like oil and water it doesn't really it's not going to mix at all no and, even though yeah. on paper rick and i should not we're opposites in every way but i think that works well sometimes so i like how you you said that works well sometimes okay sometimes. <laughs> most of the time <laughs> yeah i can guarantee you that those two individuals realized that it worked no time there was no sometime in there they were at work i couldn't picture them throwing uh ceramics at each other matter right? of fact it's like before it even turns into a ceramic i'm gonna throw this i'm gonna hit you with this clay that's what's going on <laughs> if you mentioned what happened last night one more time you know <laughs> that would hurt to get hit with clay Yes, I'm, I'm covering my cheek like someone just hit me in the cheek with clay. <laughs> Take this in the face. I don't yes. want to. Yeah, no, no, no. But and as someone divorced. who's been divorced before, there's no way in HG double hockey sticks I would ever be like, just kidding, let's get married again. No, because I distinctly remember as a woman every single reason why we're not together anymore. Every single one. I remember all of them. Okay. So there's no way. But and and fifty-five years later. So it was fifty-five year, years later they got back together. They didn't get married, they just got back together fifty-five years later. So they got married fifty-five years after they initially divorced. So oh, okay. Okay. they I'm trying to find how long they had been back together before they um Not, well, as you look for that i'm going to say this listen the reason they got back together 55 years later they're so old there are not many people left in the dating pool so it's like you know what i'm going back to my booth since you're still here on earth let's just make it happen that's right yeah. um i almost told you another story that but i'm gonna save this story for another episode because it's intriguing it's all get out it's crazy story it's a documentary that i watched a couple of years ago um but sometimes people choose spouses that maybe they wouldn't have chosen under different circumstances because they feel like their options are just limited. Maybe that's, mm. to your point, what we're dealing with here. I mean, at 75, you're not really going to go to Tinder and be like, no. hey, internet boyfriend. I don't know. Some, maybe some people do. First of all, at 75, you don't even know what swipe right means. No, you really don't. No. And I'm so. sure when they when they brought the kids in for the wedding, they Zoomed them in. Somebody had to do the Zoom for them because I've seen old people use Zoom. It's not pretty. No, it's not. 
Heck, even me trying to use Zoom, it's not pretty. <laughs> my kids say I'm old. Maybe that's why. Oh, my gosh. But what's funny is that when you look at the picture in the article, she just looks put off as hell. She's just like, hmm. And oh. he kind of looks like Walter Brimley. He's like, got his arm around her, and she's not looking too thrilled. Please post like, this picture what I just on, do. on social media so I can see that. Because I, I can imagine. I mean, they, they just went back to each other for convenience. That was not love. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to... So, when they first got married, it doesn't say how old they were, but it says that they divorced in 1989. Um, I'm trying to piece together. So they initially got married in 1965. Okay. So they were married for a good long while. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's, a, that's a good while. Yeah, so... And they were divorced for a good while as well. <laughs> they were divorced longer. Yeah. Yeah. They sure were. But it yeah. says they, they shortly after divorcing found their way back to each other. So I'm guessing that they just I mean, kind but they're, of... the, they're in the same business. I'm, I go show my ceramics to a person and I look up, oh, you're showing your ceramics to a person? Yeah, we're going to see each other again. We're the same doggone business. Right? Their competition when they divorce yeah. just makes more business sense to stay together. <laughs> it does. A marriage does. of convenience. Mm -hmm. So that was my story. What you got? Well, what do I have? Do you have a secret door in your house? No, but I want one. You want one? Well, yeah. I think after this story, I want one as well but you may want to remember that you have it. Okay, this story comes to us from NPR. Long forgotten secret pathway discovered in a hall, in a wall at a UK parliament. What? Yeah, so they didn't know that this secret pathway was there, this passage. So. Within the wall, I mean, within the wood paneling of the hallway of the British House of Commons, I don't understand those names, but whatever, <laughs> I'm not British. <laughs> there was a small brass keyhole. And people walked by this keyhole for years, not realizing it was an actual door. Someone thought it was an electrical closet, and they tried to open it and couldn't. Well, someone opened the door and come to find out it was a hallway that was built. A passage, I'm trying to figure out who was it. I think it was, I cannot find the name. Oh, so this, anyway, but this um, parliament dates back to 1099. That's how old this is. That's how old this parliament is. The building? Uh, West, the Westminster Hall. A Westminster Hall. Excuse me, I, I'm black. I don't know how to pronounce so those things. So fancy, Westminster. Westminster Hall. Well, it was made for, I believe, David II or Daniel II, but I cannot huh. find his name. Somewhere around uh, World War II, that's when this pathway was made. And 
lo and behold, someone finally found the correct key and they realized, oh, we have a walkway through here and no one ever knew. Huh. Yep. Oh, I'm sorry. It was Charles II. I just, duh, it's right here. It was made for Char Charles II in nine. I mean, I'm 19. Oh, no, it was in 19. 1659. The hallway was made? It was made in 1659. It hadn't, to their knowledge, it hadn't been used until they recently found it a few months ago. Uh, and Charles was king until 1685. So when he died, the knowledge of that wall and that pathway died as well. Now that's a good secret. It's a good secret. That's a good secret. That's not one that's like, oh, a skeleton fell out the closet. Nope, I just have an nope. extra closet. Y'all don't know about it. That's all. That's right. No. But where it does it lead to? Does it say where it leads to? Just from one end to another. Huh. It was, there's no particular uh, spot. Interesting. No, nothing of major. It was just made for him to walk through uh, during a ceremony and to, for him to get from one side to the other side quicker. I really want a secret room in my house. One that looks like a regular wall, but only you, like, you have to know exactly where to hit or push to get the door yes. to pop out. So that if anybody ever comes to get me, I can go hide and be like, hee hee hee, and then they'll never find me. Right. I, I've always been intrigued by the book. When you pull a book, it opens. Yeah. Yeah, you know, something like that. But this right like, here, there was, a, there was a keyhole. And people walk by this keyhole all the time and nothing ever like, oh, I wonder what key, what that goes to. Instead yeah. of taking my kids there, they'd figure it out. Yes, kids will figure it out in a minute. And there's a picture of a guy coming through the, uh, the door, the secret door. Ooh, you basically have to, be... you have to bend down to see this thing. Like a hobbit. Not, not, not quite like a hobbit, but you do have to crouch down to get in and walk. But well, I believe only, the walk. I'm only five feet one, so I probably wouldn't. <laughs> You may like be okay. Tight for me. Yeah, you may be okay. But yeah. six two like myself, I would have an issue getting down yeah. this thing. That's a little different. Yeah. And I don't know if it would be wide enough for me as well. I'm a you fat guy. Mm, sideways my belly. That's where my belly and man boobs are, so <laughs> <Your man boobs>. <laughs> <laughs> it yeah, might not work for me. I have regular boobs. I can't push them in enough to do like sideways into things anymore. But you know, for a woman, that's what's supposed to happen. That's true. I shouldn't have boobs, as my daughter would say. But anyway, <laughs> I'm getting off topic talking about my boobs. <laughs> <laughs> secret doors, secret doors. Oh, that's so intriguing. Now every t every time I go into a building, I'm gonna wonder what secret doors. You know, when I was a flight attendant, some airports have secret passageways for crew members so you could bypass security um, at your home, oh, wow. like Atlanta. Um, uh -huh. Because we already went through all the screening that we needed to go through and the, the secret passageways have their own screening. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Screening. Like TSA yeah, checkpoints or whatever. But because the lines get so long at Hartsfield, you know, the crew would be late all the time. So if you walk past certain corridors, there's these little 
they just look like breaks in the sheetrock that are like little secret doors that you can go through and get to the get to the tarmac get wow. to the crew that is that's cool that, except one I've time never... I, I got stuck in the turnstile one time oh <laughs> how did you pull that off so <laughs> So it, it's one of those metal, like metal claw things, you know, yes. and you have to time it just right. And if you don't time it just right, it locks on you. And it happened to me. And it was, it's like I was in my own little personal jail and I had to wait for somebody to come unlock me. How long did it take? <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> Were there other attendants around you like laughing like, oh, she's stuck? Probably. Yeah, I'm <laughs> Probably. sure. I always had a couple of friends around me laughing at me and I was only a flight attendant for about nine months because that job blowed. Oh, it was awful. It was awful. Anyway. Well, but at least you got to use a secret door. I did. I felt so special. Yeah. If, uh, Oh, I lost you. There you are. Okay. I'm back. I apologize for that. If I, uh, if I build a home from the ground up, which one day I will. I think I'm go I am going to have a secret room. Please do. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Why not? And oh, that's my story. That's a great story. I thought it was just okay. <laughs> it was interesting. Because you never know when you walk into one of those old, it's like the catacombs in France. I've always wanted to go and walk yes. under the city and see all the skeletons. Uh, the... Um, it reminds me of the movie uh, with Nicolas Cage. Uh, oh, National Treasure. National Treasure. Like, yeah. I've always wanted to, like I, like, I bet you that stuff is, there's a lot of truth to that. I, I, I really believe it is. Like, you can find a whole lot of stuff. I bet so, too. Yeah. Pretty cool. I, I would love to do that. Me, too. I hope that was news for you. Because it was news to me. about i'm talking about the podcast news to me have you never heard of it look listen to the catchy jingle press play erica b and mookie g and everything they say man it's news to me you got mookie g and erica b and everything they say man it's news to me found it in the peach news to me every word do teach because it's news to me you got news to me news to me erica and mookie and news can't say this not catchy. It is catchy. It is. I'm gonna give them that. Dang, I need to start listening to that. <clears throat> now, right. All right, let's try this. Do it together. Let's okay. See, let's see what it sounds like together. That's. Oh, dang it! You said <laughs> we both said different things. <laughs>